Deion Sanders said it was personal, and Shadur Sanders channeled his inner Tom Brady for a huge win over in-state rival Colorado State. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. This episode of Locked On Buffs is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Today's episode, we are talking about the intense, the heated, the very personal matchup that was Colorado-Colorado State, the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Um, Obviously, if you guys didn't know Colorado ended up winning number 18 in the country uh ended up winning 43 to 35 it took two overtimes um and there was a lot of things that went on during the game but I think the biggest biggest takeaway outside of the Travis Hunter injury which I'll get to in a second after this after we talk about Shadur was Shadur Sanders's performance um realistically this Colorado team has been blowing the doors off of everybody on offense. Um, Nebraska stopped them for a quarter. TCU didn't stop them at all. But Colorado State stopped them for a half. Um, realist, like real, like I'm not even joking, Shadur went into halftime with 64 yards passing, um, which was by far his lowest. And there's room for concern because Colorado State um, was kind of in the driver's seat, I guess you could say. Um, by the time halftime rolled around, it was 21-14 Colorado State, um, and there was just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of I guess, uh, reasons to kind of, to kind of be like, oh, Jay Norvell maybe actually motivated his team. Um, we all know what happened with Jay Norvell. If you didn't, he basically criticized Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, for wearing sunglasses and hats when talking to the media, and said that his mother raised him when he talks to adults that he takes those off. So obviously there was a lot of bad blood. Then before the game, there was a little um, midfield skirmish, if you will. And um, I think there were, of all the games where I was like, this is supposed to be a rivalry game, but I don't know if it will be just because Colorado, they've already been TCU. They've already been Nebraska. And those were kind of big games. I didn't know if they'd get up for this game. And I think they got up. I think they just started really slow. Um, and, they ended up coming back to win. Um, it took, like I said, double overtime. They were down um, up until, let's see, I have the stats pulled up in front of me. So it was 14 to 21 at half, like I mentioned. Nobody scored in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, um, Colorado scored to make it 17 21. Colorado State made it 17 28. Then Colorado hit a field goal, made it 20 to 28. And then Shadur Sanders and Jimmy Horn connected and I want you guys to watch this or listen to this um, this video of Shadur talking about what inspired him and what kind of mode he went to kind of lead Colorado down the field because by the way uh, they needed 98 yards to go to tie the game up plus they had to score a touchdown and go for two so Shadur Sanders they needed a huge performance out of him and they got it so take a look here at what he had to say Two at the two, all I was thinking was Brady mode. That's it. Simple. Brady mode. Tom Brady think, mode. Brady mode. That's it. You <laughs> left too much time out there. 
So you heard the man. You left too much time out there. And honestly, it seemed like that. He drove down the field, connected with Jimmy Horn, and then they went for two to send it to overtime. And in overtime, that both teams scored. And then obviously Colorado ended up pulling away um, and going getting their two-point conversion and scoring. Um, so huge performance from Shadur. Uh, despite the slow start, he finished the game with um, – 38 of 47 passing for 348 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. His first interception of the season um, completed 81% of his passes. He actually, according to PFF, is the highest graded quarterback in college football right now. Um, he has an overall grade of 93.1, um, leading ahead of guys like Michael Penix, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, um, Timmy McLean from UCF, who um, played played just this one week out of in substitution of John Reese Plumley, um, Riley Leonard's below him, Connor Wagman, Jackson Dark, Caleb Williams. So Shadur Sanders is literally statistically the best quarterback in the country right now. Um, he was near the he was second in the country in passing yards, and the only person ahead of him was Braden Shager at Hawaii, who had played a full game, who had played three games to Shadur's two at the time. So. Shadur Sanders is as clutch as it gets. And I think Colorado, while they did lose Travis Hunter, I think they saw that they still have the weapons and which they, we kind of knew this already, but um, Shadur Sanders is fine. Like he's going to, he's going to get his, um, I think he found maybe a new, I want to say favorite target, but a new possible target. Michael Harrison, um, the walk on tight end had seven catches for 76 yards, two touchdowns um, was relatively unknown. I think before this game, he kind of, he had made, he he hadn't really done much. Um, and it was usually the Xavier Weaver, Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn show, but it was the Xavier Weaver um, and Michael Harrison show yesterday. Xavier Weaver had nine catches for 98 yards. Um, Harrison had seven for 76. Like I said, excuse me, two touchdowns. Jimmy Horn had seven for 66 and a touchdown. So Shadur will be all right without the loss of Travis. Um, I did like that. He, he was, which I understand that they don't want the whole team just get into like a huge brawl and like starting some major beef. But Shadur was the only player that really ran up to the defender that hit Travis and kind of got in his face. And I, I appreciated that from Shadur because obviously Coach Prime said, if one's fighting, we're all fighting. And I think Shadur was kind of like setting the tone like, hey, you're not going to do that around here. Um, but yeah, Shadur Sanders, elite. Um, I think people kind of laughed when he said he's going Tom Brady mode, but he really did. Um, he was surgical. He was accurate. Um, and you just kind of had a feeling that as soon as Colorado got that stop and they got the ball back, there was way too much time on the clock. Um, when he got the ball, um, let's see, they um, trying to find like when they scored. So they got the ball and it with, they scored with 36 seconds left on that touchdown. Um, and there was a minute and 30 when he got the ball. So way too much time. Um, for Shadur Sanders in this offense. They they drive down the field quickly, even the touchdown to Jimmy Horn, which, by the way, if you guys didn't notice this, it was kind of funny. The guy that Jimmy Horn kind of shook to the ground, um, kind of broke his ankles, was the guy that ended up uh, injuring Travis. So we call that karma in some industries. Um, but, yeah, Shadur Sanders continues to prove that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, I saw a recent mock draft. He was a top, top pick uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so – Shadur Sanders, we're witnessing probably one of the biggest welcomings or like coming to to glory moments in college football, uh, maybe in the past decade or so. And we haven't really seen someone like Shadur who 
transfers in from an HBCU FCS level, and it's like, uh, he played, but it was it was a lesser talent. It wasn't he. Had, it, it, basically, people were saying it didn't count, and I think now everybody's like, oh, he's really good, and so I think there's a lot of respect there to be had for Shadur, and there's a lot of things to kind of people are learning about him, and he's really good for Colorado. So, um, yeah, Shadur Sanders, Tom Brady mode, um, basically just. He's that guy. Um, this episode of Locked on Bus is brought to you by um, BetterHelp. If you are someone you know um, who go through a time where something's keeping you up at night and you need some help, you need someone to talk to, you're trying to fall asleep and you're, you just can't, um, one of the great ways to stop or one of those great ways to kind of get that help um, is therapy. If you've ever benefited from therapy, you know that sometimes talking to someone and helping them having them help you figure out what the next me- the next best move is is helpful for you. Um, BetterHelp is positive. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the best, best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, get BetterHelp, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's based off of your schedule. So you just fill out a questionnaire um, and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And if something for some reason doesn't work out, you could switch therapists at Anytime for no additional charge. Um, get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on college to get that help. Okay, we are back and we're talking about arguably one of the more controversial things in college football these past couple days. Uh, Travis Hunter was taken out. Well, not taken out. He was injured in the first quarter of the game. He ended up playing the rest of the first half, but left the game, was hospitalized. Um, After this hit, and I will pull it up just in case you didn't see it, Um, but it was, I would say, a fairly dirty hit. Um, I think think a lot of people are calling for the suspension of this defender. Don't think it'll happen. Um, I think it was kind of like a... They'll just probably say it was like a bang bang play. Was it a bang big play? Probably not. Um, but hey, that's just kind of the the way it is. Um, but here is the play. I'm pulling it up right here so that way you guys could see it just in case you didn't, because it was pretty pretty controversial. Um, I'm I'm it's disappointing to see the after results, um, especially since Travis Hunter is so important to this team. Um, but here is what happened. Got a look at Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator. Moment ago, downfield, incomplete, but a flag down intended for. Got a look at Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator. Moment ago, downfield. So yeah, if you guys, as we saw there, um, Travis was not only being held pass interference. I I don't think that's a major thing there. I think it was just like you can't guard him, hold on to him. Um, I think they'd rather um, they'd rather get a pass interference call than Travis Hunter streaking down the field and um, I guess scoring a touchdown. But Henry Blackburn, the defensive back from Colorado State, number 11 there, uh, came in pretty late with a hit to Travis's lower re- like stomach region and ended up – it looked like it knocked the wind out of him, but it was a very late hit. They called it unnecessary roughness, so they got 30 yards on the play. Um, and that hit ended up hospitalizing Travis, and we learned today um, he's going to be out three to four weeks with a lacerated kidney. Um, so that means he's going to miss Oregon this week, which is number 10 in the country, USC the following week, who I believe is number five in the country, and then Arizona State, Stanford likely. Um, 
what does this mean for Colorado? Well, first of all, we hope Travis, I hope Travis gets better. Um, hated to see a hit like that, take him out of the game. Um, there wasn't really a place like there was that hit wasn't necessary. Um, the refs, all they could do was um, flag him for unnecessary roughness. It wasn't targeting. He didn't leave with the crown of his helmet. He didn't um, hit a defenseless receiver in the head. He didn't, that head and neck area. It was just a, just a late hit that there's no, there's not really a place in the game for it, but it's also like something where it's like they can't suspend him. They probably won't suspend him because he could just be like, I thought he stole the ball. Like it, it was technically a borderline football play. Like back in the day, that play is fine. Um, but nowadays where we value the safety of players and stuff, that hit is not okay. And it's not okay that he decided to do that because not that this matters, but he probably could have intercepted the ball had he been looking to make a play on the ball, but he was looking to make a play on Travis Hunter. And I think that's the part that rubs me the wrong way. It's like it, that felt intentional. And I think maybe if there is punishment, it's because it looked intentional, but he obviously played the rest of the game. So I don't know if there's going to be any punishment there. But either way, um, for Colorado, it's a tough loss because you're losing someone in Travis who um, you're you're not just losing a receiver. You're losing a star receiver and you're losing a star defense back. And anytime Travis is on the field, he's making huge plays. Um, if you look at their PFF grades, uh, Travis yesterday didn't grade as well as he normally does on defense. Um, he had he played 32 pass pass snaps um gave up two catches for 29 yards not bad um uh had the a grade of 61.9 which was eighth on the team um second best or let's see one two oh it was like third third or fourth best in defensive backs um but it's just you're losing a dynamic playmaker on both sides of the ball you're losing a leader um a dog as his jersey indicates and it's just it's tough because Oregon has great quarterbacks who can air it out. They have great receivers who are going to give Colorado trouble. And this is no shade to Colorado state because their wide receivers played really well. Um, they had three wide receivers go for a hundred yards. Uh, you need these USC and Oregon teams have great receivers. They have Troy Franklin, Dorian Singer, uh, Mario Williams. They have these guys who are just so talented and it's going to be really tough for guys like Kendrick Breedlove who, um, he had the lowest grade of anybody past, uh, coverage wise. Yeah. It was targeted seven times, gave up five catches. Um, he gave up, he didn't give up a touch or yeah, he gave up a touchdown. Um, the other person to give up a touchdown was Cameron, someone Craig. And then, um, it says Travis gave up a touchdown as well. Um, but Travis is just, there's just something about him being on the field. It kind of scares quarterbacks away. There's like a, uh, like a hesitancy to throw to his direction as there should be, because you don't want to throw to Travis. And then all of a sudden um, he's running it back because he picked it off. Um, it's just not a great thing for Colorado. Um, by the way, college football season's here. And this is this season locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on college football kickoff live each Friday locked on. will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern every locked on college football, YouTube channel, um, college football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games and go in depth. Like only locked on can including insights and analysis from our stable of Locked On hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. But back to Travis and what I was saying. Um, you're just losing You're losing someone who is always 
I guess, like a play away from making a huge play. He's always a play away from changing the game. And so for Colorado, they're going to have to rely on other guys. Um, a defense back there, a little shallow now um, because they have a Marion Cooper who's been doing well. Um, they have Kendrick Reed, Kendrick Reed love the Ole Miss transfer who came in, um, didn't do as well. Um, they also have Carter Stoudemire who's out. So a lot of questions here. Um, this would be a great time for uh Cormani McLean to step up and kind of play. I don't think he's – I don't know if he's ready to, to do that yet. Um, but, yeah, they lost a great player in Travis Hunter. He's going to be okay. Uh, it's just three to four weeks. And, unfortunately, for Colorado, it's going to be two of their biggest games of the season. Um, obviously, they travel to Oregon this week um, to play at the Ducks. And then they have USC coming to town next week. And so, it's just a tough loss, you know. Um, the hit, was it dirty? Yes. Was it late? Yes. Is it sometimes a part of football to have late hits? Yes, and it's unfortunate that it's to Travis Hunter. And I think a lot of the outrage is is very much warranted. Um, but they need – it's that next man up mentality. Obviously, when it's someone to the, tra- the level of Travis, um, I don't know who that next man up is. But just looking at the Colorado State receivers, and this is where I worry about this Colorado team. They have a bend-don't-break bend mentality, but uh, Colorado State kind of exposed what – really hurts him, which is crossing routes. They had um, one guy here with Torrey Horton had 16 catches for 133 yards. They had um, Lewis Brown. I believe that is the fifth or the sixth. No, I think that's the fourth. I be. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis Brown, either way, um, 10 catches for 130 yards. Uh, And then they had their tight end. um, Who was his name? Dalen Holker. Uh, had six catches for 109 yards, two touchdowns. So um, Colorado State kind of figured out how to hurt this defense. Um, it was crossing routes, and it was crossing routes all all freaking day. Um, and I think they kind of felt more confident when they knew that none of those corners out there were as dynamic as Travis. Same thing on offense. Um, I think on offense they'll be better um, without Travis. Not better without him, but they'll be more likely to not have a big as big a drop off. Um, Obviously, Xavier Weaver's there, Jimmy Horn's there, Tavares Dawson has been making plays. Um, and then they have Dylan Edwards coming out of the backfield. So they have they have these guys. It's just you hate to lose Travis Hunter. Uh, he'll be back in probably a month's time, and who knows what happens in these next few weeks. I think I think I don't want to say it changes my predictions, but I will be interested to see who steps up and how the defense looks. Um, without Travis Hunter. Um, the offense, I think they'll be fine. Um, not that Travis wasn't that big of a playmaker. It's just they brought in so many great wide receivers that they were loaded at that position, whereas corner, uh, I'm not as confident in the defensive back room. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see, wait and find out um, kind of where this team goes and who they look for to step up. Um, either way, this episode of Locked on Bruffs is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Um, if you or... If you're like me and you want to you want to drink, but you don't want to deal with the after parts and you just don't want to kind of um, you don't want to have to deal with the repercussions of our actions. Now's your time for a game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, much like Shadur Sanders, who led the led Colorado to a 98 yard drive, um, ended up with a 45 yard touchdown pass to Jimmy Horn. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Um, I myself took the quiz, found my perfect flavor. Um, it was, it was great. Um, I chose Travis, or excuse me, I chose Shadur Sanders as the game changer of the week because 
and Colorado doesn't win that game. They don't get to overtime without him leading the charge and kind of being the catalyst that kind of gets the team going. Um, so athletic brewing company has completely changed an alcoholic beer in game. Uh, they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Um, just like a, a full strength beers, but they're non-alcoholic. These brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full strength beers in global competitions. Um, the best part, there's no hangover. Um, they're fit for all time. So you can drink them anytime, anywhere and make any activity even more enjoyable watching a big game like Colorado, Oregon, your kid's game, maybe, um, tackling work or a workout. Um, there's no hangover. So you can find athletic in store online and bars around the country. Um, they're the fastest growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U S so get on board. Um, you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at Athletic Brewing Company at athleticbrewing.com. Excuse me. First time customers could use Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's code Locked On at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewingcompany.com. Um, it's near the beer aisle. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Go check them out. Um, I popped open a cold one the other day when I was watching a game. It just makes it go by so much, just much more enjoyable. So go check them out. Okay. To wrap up this episode of locked on buffs, we are talking about Deion Sanders, coach prime and the Nick Saban comparisons. Uh, a lot of people have been making the comparison. Joel Klatt has brought it up a few times and coach prime was asked about it. Um, in an interview with 60 minutes. Cause obviously if you guys didn't know just about every TV or um, social media person was at Colorado. Like it was, it was amazing. It was ESPN first take college game day, big noon kickoff, 60 minutes, the Pat McAfee show. Um, and then superstars like Dwayne, the rock Johnson offset uh, master P was there. Um, Chauncey Billups and Kyle Lowry were there. I don't know if that's NBA tampering. Um, that's a discussion for a different day. Um, but who like, it was just, people all over the place. Um, Coach Prime's mom was there to talk to the team after the game um, because obviously Jay Norvell kind of took a shot at her as well. Um, but during his interview with 60 Minutes, he was asked, um, he was talking about the best co head coach in college football. Um, he said, let me see a mirror so I could look at it because they asked him who he thinks the best coach is in college football. He says, you think I'm going to sit up here and tell you somebody else? You think that's the way I operate? That somebody else got that on me? And then he gave credit to Nick Saban. He said, I'll tell you this. I love and adore and I respect. And every time I do a commercial with the coach, Nick Saban, it's a gift. Just sitting in his presence and hearing him and throwing something else out else out there so I can hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I may ever accomplish. So I'm a student looking up, up to this wonderful teacher saying, just throw me a crumb of what you know. And honestly, great mindset. And I think one of my least favorite questions, and I have like a top three questions I hate in sports media. Um, one is the irrelevant stat question. Like, for example, there was a game I was covering last year. I won't say which program, um, but they lost and they lost by a lot. And one of the first questions was, oh, this person had 10 tackles. They lost by like 40 or 50 points. And someone's like, oh, this person had 10 tackles. Can you talk about that? That was like one of the first questions they asked rather than like, hey, what went wrong? You just lost by 40, 50 points. Um, second is player coach loses a big game and they say, were you, like, is that what you were expecting? Or like something along the lines of how's the like, did you expect to lose? Like, obviously no one's ever expects to lose. And then I hate when they ask players and or coaches who they think the best person is at something, because obviously any person with self-respect is going to say themselves. Um, it's like, it's, and then they always ask it to people like, like coach prime, who he's been coaching at the power five level for three games now. And so they're asking the best coach college football, um, which is a bait question because obviously they know he's confident. They know he's um, 
he's done well. And so he's going to say himself. So then they're going to be like, oh, what about Nick Saban though? And so I just hate those questions because it's so like leading and it's just like, what was he supposed to say? You know, I'm really, I really like where I'm at, but I think Nick Saban's the best. Like, no, anyone with self-respect is going to pick themselves. Um, but I do like that he paid, paid tribute to Nick Saban. Coach Saban talked about everything that he knows and that he'll, he knows more than, or he'll forget more than Coach Prime will ever know. And so I think there's been a lot of comparisons between the two. Um, I think D- Coach Prime's kind of been tabbed as someone to watch for that Alabama job once Nick Saban leaves. Um, so it's going to be an interesting um, few years to see what happens with both of these programs. But Coach Prime, he's really he's really moving his way up the, the college coach ranking list. Um, I think prior to the season, he was ranked somewhere in the 60s or 70s. And now I'd say he's probably at minimum top 10 coach. Uh, he just he can recruit. He puts together a great staff around him, which highlights and accentuates all of his players' strengths and just makes it much easier for them to succeed. And Coach Prime, he's got that charisma. He's got that swagger. He's got the attention to bring a five-star Bryce Underwood to campus, like the rock offset. All these guys are interested in Coach Prime. He's a marketing genius. um, And on the field, he knows exactly what he's doing. And so Colorado continues to take the attention of college football um, and they're going to have a huge test this week against Oregon at Oregon, um, which I'm going to talk about tomorrow with Mark Johnson, the voice of Colorado football. Um, So you won't want to miss that. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys for liking, subscribing. Um, This has been Locked on Bus, your team every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.